Welcome to Bougie Booze, a podcast hosted by a brother and sister from another mister. I'm David. I'm Cam. Thank you for listening as we talk about Black culture, Asian culture, pop culture, culture culture, and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. How you doing, boo? I'm excited. We are back. Me too. (laughs) You know, it's been a long while. I mean, two weeks, but it still feels like forever. It does. I mean, especially when you get into like a routine and you get into a groove and then, you know, a wrench gets thrown in your plans or your, your routine. So, yeah. But you know, this wrench is the holidays. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. So it was kind of like an expected wrench, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was laughing because we have been trying to record all week. We have. (laughs) Boo-boos, we have. (laughs) So we met on Tuesday and to me personally, I I look bummy and boo, thank you. You said I look cozy and sporty. You did. (laughs) And so then I was like, you know what? I'm going to dress up tomorrow for myself (laughs) and for my boo. (laughs) Because I didn't want to look crazy again. But something happened on Wednesday. And we'll get more into that. Or we could not record on Wednesday. And then yesterday, I was in pajamas when we attempted to record. And I was in pajamas because of what happened on Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm happy that we finally are recording today for y'all boo-boos. And my outfit for today you see it boo is just a sweater mm-hmm. and jeans and I did have another little beanie on but it kind of felt weird with the headphones so I took the beanie off so but we know, are she, here she looks like a divine grape like, yes. yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> and I will say boo you look very nice as always the background nice white bougie boos background with your shirt matching so <laughs> you look good you look good thank you so but yeah how are you doing I'm doing well. I'm surviving after a long marathon ordeal with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll make this quick as possible. But, you know, it's not that I don't love my family, but sometimes there's too much time with your family. And I think mm-hmm. most of us understand that. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> but the the main reason we all got together was my sister's wedding. So oh, congratulations, bougie congratulations sis. to my sister <laughs> and her now husband Jeffrey. Burm, burm, so. burm, burm. <laughs> hand clap, hand clap. Marie and Jeffrey, now a, a married couple, husband and wife. It's it's nice. At least someone made it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we her wedding was in San Francisco. And I guess, let me start with this drama. Okay, I'm upset with Orbitz and Enterprise Rent-A-Car. What they do. What y'all do. So I, got, I like a month ahead, I uh, booked a car through Orbitz for Enterprise. Mm-hmm. So let this be a cautionary tale for y'all out there. Help and our boo-boos. I'm going to try and help y'all. <laughs> so I went to go pick up the car at a location in Redlands, California for Enterprise. That's mm-hmm. where they said they had the van. When I get there, I waited like 40 minutes in line because there's one person and like four people ahead of me. And so like, uh, I go in and she tells me, we don't have a van for you. I'm like, what like, are you talking but... about? I booked it a month ago. You're like, I have documentation here that says I reserve this type of vehicle. Don't play in my face, lady. Well, and then I'm, I'm not trying to be rude with her because she is already dealing with all these other people. But then she's like, look, she turns her computer monitor around and she said, we tried to call you, but we don't have any information on you, just your name. And I guess it's because I went through third party orbits and not directly through enterprise. So they didn't get my info for some reason. Mm. And so I can't fault them for that, I guess. It's yeah, I guess it's it's Orbit's fault. fault. But they, <laughs> if they know this happens, why aren't they fixing the situation? I was going to say, that's very weird that the third party, I mean, I guess it's a confidentiality issue that they can't share your information with the actual location that's going to give you the vehicle. But that's pertinent information, at least name and a phone number. Phone number, yeah, at least. And then, uh, you know, so boo-boo's out there. If you do that, make sure you call a few days in advance to make sure that the booking is still uh, available. (laughs) Do better, third party. So then they say, well, 
the nearby airport location should have that because we have a lot of stock there and it's in Ontario, California. That's where we live near the airport. And so I drove out there with my father to get this van that we were supposed to have because we're going to leave in a couple hours to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And so we go to Ontario and they tell us we don't have anything available. No SUVs, no vans, no passenger vans. And this is a 12 passenger van that we needed. So, you know, I, to cut that story short, I went through every car dealership or a rental dealership there and I hit up Avis and Avis said we had one 12 passenger van and we're like, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you Avis for saving the day. Yes. But although we had to pay a thousand dollars over what we had initially booked for enterprise, yeah. but you know, my father was like, we'll take it. <laughs> well yeah because what was the other option at that point to get to san francisco i mean you would spend more money if you needed to rent like multiple vehicles well, that's the thing boo it's like we would have to get two vans yeah, no. the whole point of this um this whole deal with with the uh, ordeal for us is was that my father's leg is not great because he has a disability mm -hmm. and so he didn't want to drive at all and so i was going to do all the driving so for us to get two vans, he would have ended up having to drive and that defeats the whole purpose. Yeah. But luckily, you know, by the grace of God, everything <laughs> worked out. We got the van. And I'm, I'm happy that after all of that, that you were able to get the van, because I mean, I would especially and I'm sorry if you said, was this the day of that you're supposed to yeah, leave? The, the day, day of. Yeah, no. Oh. It was, everything was time sensitive and timed out because we needed the van. It was a Thursday and mm -hmm. our family from Korea, from South Korea was flying into San Francisco on Friday and we need to pick him up that morning. So we were going to drive to San Francisco, check into our hotel. That way we'd be there in the city to pick them up the next day. Yeah. See, that reminds me. So I have a little rental car story myself and it it's not a rental fiasco. It's a same day leaving to travel to Vegas fiasco uh -huh. so me and my friends um it was actually my friends going for a concert they were going to go see Kendrick Lamar in Vegas I didn't have a ticket to see Kendrick Lamar but they were like just come with us and so I was like okay you know I don't know what I'll do while you're at the concert but it's Vegas I'll find something to do so we were supposed to be flying out of I was flying out of Ontario they were flying out of Palm Springs well, because of weather, their flight got delayed and then it eventually got canceled. And then I looked at my app and my flight was delayed like three hours. And I said, oh no, it's going to get canceled. So then we decided on a whim, let's just rent a car to go up to Vegas really quick because they had tickets for that night for the concert. Well, when we went to the rental car center in Ontario, it was packed. And I'm guessing because everyone else's flights were getting canceled mm -hmm. or delayed that day because of weather. And it was interesting because as we were leaving, you know, going like up the Cajon Pass and, and heading north to Vegas, you saw like the storm in the shadows. It was almost like we were running away from the storm. <laughs> <laughs> but then I got freaked out because, and I know I'm going to sound super crazy, boo. My flight home was the next day, but like the last flight out of Vegas. And so I was scared that I was going to get stuck in Vegas because of the storm that was that was Southern coming Cal that way yeah. mm -hmm. but thank god by the grace of god i made it back home but see i would never do that again i would never get the last flight out of a city i was like learning lesson <laughs> i'll get like the second to last flight you know what i mean uh-huh yeah like, because if that when something happens there's an opportunity for you to jump onto another flight exactly so but my friends were actually staying that night so i knew that I could just go back to the hotel and try again the next day, mm -hmm. but that wasn't the plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that also upset me was when we booked the van through for enterprise and through, uh, you know, to pick it up from them, mm -hmm. we also paid for the additional insurance through orbits to cover the van for any collision or theft. And it, it was a good comprehensive thing. And it wasn't that much more per days, but it turned out like $110 for the time that we needed the van. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, after we got back from a trip, I contacted Orbitz and said, hey, look, Enterprise never fulfilled this rental. We want a refund on that insurance that we couldn't use. And after a week of giving me emails, we're checking on it. We're checking with Enterprise. Orbitz gets back to me and says, uh, 
well, Enterprise has denied your refund. I'm like thinking, why does Enterprise have anything to do with that? I bought it through you and your third-party lawyers or attorneys, and you should be deciding that. So that you just trying like to keep a, my money. A cop-out excuse, Yes. right? Because if they really wanted to refund you, they would. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. See, when things like that happen, I don't have a Twitter, and I know Twitter is not the most popular thing right now, <laughs> but- I always tell people go to Twitter and just have all of your friends and family just at the company and just say, this is unacceptable, um, you know, racism. I was just <laughs> start giving them bad because I, again, me and my friends, we had a similar situation where a rental car company, I believe it was Hertz. They tried to say that we returned a rental car without any gas. And we're like, no, because we specifically went to the gas station before we dropped it off. And they said, no, you returned it with no gas. And my friend was like, I have the receipt here that I went to the gas station across the street from the rental car return center. And so they had her on hold and we're giving her the back and forth. And so my friends just start tweeting at Hertz you're racist at Hertz. You don't support women at Hertz. We start doing all this, but did she get a refund? Yes, she you did. Sure did. <laughs> no, that might not be a bad idea. I might call out orbits and enterprise. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's sad though. It's really sad that as customers, we're like, where's the customer service? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You did not get the rental car and yet you're still being penalized for something that you did not receive. Well, and just the common sense you know, like, okay, the rental car was not uh, fulfilled mm -hmm. and the insurance was attached to that rental car. So why did I need insurance? Exactly. Give me back my money. <laughs> Gosh, I'm sorry that you're going through that, boo. It's all good. I mean, luckily, you know, 110 is a lot of money to a certain degree, but it's not, at least we didn't pay $600 for it. Yeah. Because exactly. then I'd be on another level of like on the war path. <laughs> People are like, no, we're going to Judge Judy today. Mm -hmm. I could have used that $600 at Cabazon for Black Friday. Well, okay. How was your Black Friday? So you actually went to, you went out shopping. You didn't do online shopping? Well, okay. Before I get into that, I did both. I did online and physical Black Friday shopping. Uh -huh. But just to quickly wrap up my tale with my family, yeah. During that time I had the van, I probably did about 1,700 miles of driving. Oh, okay, marathon driver. You was a truck driver. <laughs> I, that's how I felt because I was in that big old van too. And so we went to San Francisco back and forth and then Vegas after that for an overnight trip. Sounds like <laughs> and, me. <laughs> but I must say to the boo-boos though, take advantage of those Tuesday, Wednesday deals in Vegas because I got a really huge two um bed queen bed i chose the queen because in case i needed room for uh relatives to stay if they didn't work out in another location uh -huh. but i actually wanted the the king bed but i you know that's a whole nother thing but anyway <laughs> the, this big suite with a jet tub and shower and all that stuff and it was only 79 dollars total with taxes for the night that's really good yeah, yeah. So like i've, I've heard i heard of hotels having cheap rates if the occupancy is low mm -hmm. so yeah I, I can see how midweek like that and then some hotels too because i'll get like emails here and there from like park mgm and sometimes tuesday wednesday nights it's like a comp night and then the next yeah. night they'll because their occupancy goes up so but mm -hmm. i don't know is any i mean of course i mean i'm not on the party scene anymore but what really happens on a tuesday night wednesday night <laughs> you know so i i feel like that would be like a more calm night to go to Vegas, go enjoy like a nice dinner and a show. And then, you know, getting into closer to the weekend, that's when the rates skyrocket. Yeah, I, I could see that. And I yeah. have that vibe, but I also need to say about Luxor. That's the first time I've ever been in there for the, to stay for an accommodations because I, the, I went to the Luxor years ago when they first opened for their buffet, mm -hmm. which I, I didn't really like, but- <laughs> Wait, what so, did you like about it? I'm curious. Well, it's, it's from what I can recall, I remember the food was really basic. And the only dish I could remember was the really bad enchiladas they were serving. And I thought, this is so funny. I'm having enchiladas in this Egyptian pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> but so the other thing about Luxor, because I'm staying as a guest now, after I've, it took me forever to find the check-in, um, and this is another tip for y'all boo-boos, actually. 
when I got to the check-in desk, it looked like the airport. There was a long line of people trying to check in oh. because because uh, by the time I got to the hotel, it was like uh, about eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. And seriously, I probably would have waited, I don't know, 40 minutes to an hour and a half. I don't know. It was really long. To check in? Yeah. It was, oh, I'm telling you, it was a no, long that line. That ruins the experience. And oh, so then on. I was about to get into the line, but before you go into the, the queue, there's a little sign that says, with a QR code says, check in online. And I was like, well, let me ch- see what that's about. So I scanned the QR code, had me download the app. And all you had to do was fill in some information, pull up your reservation, put your credit card information and, and it booked me in for the room. And it, it took me like six minutes. And so I bypassed that line and then you get your hotel key digitally on your phone. So mm-hmm. everything opened up digitally on the elevator and on the, in the room. So it was so much more pleasant that way. See, it kind of makes sense why the line was so long. I'm not, I'm not saying everyone in line, you know, they're not into, you know, like the apps and checking in online, but think about it. Like Luxor is a older property in Vegas. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know. It could be most of their guests, not you, boo, but (laughs) (laughs) most of their guests are, you know, older and don't do like the the check-in online digital scan the qr code type thing see i know what you're getting at but i think it's more of a symptom of what we see at our university that we work at people just don't read freaking signs (laughs) seriously (laughs) because there were qr code things everywhere if you looked yeah and so if you actually read it it would tell you to do it but then you know i'm sure people saw it and like oh that seems like a hassle i'd rather just deal with a person but if they actually did it like I did, it was so easy. And I was already on my way to my room. But that was the other thing. Luxor is so big, like an Egyptian temple inside, because I was like confused of where I need to go. And the signage wasn't that great. And then when I finally got pointed to where I was supposed to go, it t- literally took me, I don't know, two miles to get to my freaking, uh, not literally, but t- yeah, two I know miles to get to my room. It was took forever. Well, because it's like North tower, South tower. Yes, exactly. Something, you're like, okay, wait, what, you know? And then for the hotels that do have the option to check in digitally, scan the QR code, but then some of the rooms, you need a physical key. You mm-hmm. keep it in the compartment in the wall in order for the lights to work in the room. Oh, so it yeah, kind of defeats yeah. the purpose. You're like, but I need a key. So I need to come here anyway. Yeah, but I I did pass two Starbucks on the way to my room, and oh. in the morning I got a Starbucks. But my normal drink, which cost me like six dollars, was ten dollars. We are we are <laughs> we we know the convenient Starbucks prices. I know, I know. <laughs> it's a major convenience thing for them because they they just took us for a second drink. <laughs> we should be like travel consultants. <clears throat> we we're, could, we could. We're knowledgeable about but, it. So that was Vegas. And then we had Thanksgiving, which we'll talk about. Uh, And then um, I took my relatives to Cabazon for Black Friday. But before I get into that again, real quickly, the next day, we went to go visit because since my relatives are from coming from Korea, we went to go visit my young cousin who passed away. She was in her 30s Mm -hmm. and in in San Diego. So I did more driving to San Diego. Rest in peace, Alicia. Yeah. (laughs) Rest in peace. But um. Yeah, so then that was a lot, a lot of driving. And then, you know, at the end of the the, the visit to San Diego, we came back up to Riverside and had Korean barbecue. Hey! <laughs> it's a, that, that thing that I always like, how come Mexicans go to Mexican restaurants or Chinese go to Chinese restaurants? So I, we did the same thing. The Koreans went to <laughs> Korean barbecue. <laughs> I mean, any opportunity to eat some good uh, Korean barbecue. Can't pass oh, that up. It so, but... The question, I, the question I have, you're doing all this driving, not once did one of your family members offer to go behind the wheel? No, I wouldn't let them. Well, none of them had uh, the ability to do okay, that. I um, get it. Yeah, because okay. honestly, it was like um, driving. I was the, the, the worker who drove for the senior bus because I think everybody in the van with me was in their 60s and 70s. Oh, well, God bless you. <laughs> so I could never ask them to do yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Well, you put it that way. It makes more sense. Because I was like, wait a minute now. You're driving cousins and stuff. And no one said, like, let me help you do some of this driving. <laughs> so, so Yeah, I mean, I was happy to, though, because it was for my Korean family, which I haven't seen in quite a while. I, I forget how long, but it's probably over 15 years. When you create memories like that, you mm-hmm. know, road trips with families. So, so I, I was the healthiest. So, you know, I felt obliged. 
<laughs> well, a, if, if you ask them to drive, they will look at you like, for real? <laughs> you want us to die? <laughs> you know, Respect I was actually stressed out too, though. I was stressed out because I've never driven a van like that. But by, I don't know, the second day, I got the swing of it. And they're like, you're getting good at it. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so um, I have a, a small story about driving a passenger van, uh-huh. not a more than a 12 passenger van, a 15 passenger Ooh, van. Boo. A little longer. I know I saw those because <laughs> that's originally what we tried to get, but I was scared to drive that. Well, I mean, apparently you need a, you may need a special license to drive 15 passenger. I'm not sure because enterprise let me rent this type of vehicle on behalf of the organization I work for. Uh-huh. Now it's funny because I, um, have to work with my procurement department right on anything I reserve or things like that transportation Mm -hmm. hotels whatever the documentation shows that I was getting a 15 passenger van no one ever told me anything I go to enterprise to pick up this van enterprise scans my id and they give me the keys and they're like have a good day (laughs) I come back to campus you know everything works out fine take the vans back to enterprise once I'm done with them, send the final invoice to, you know, procurement. Procurement tells me, oh, you need a, a is it class? I don't even know what you the need class, a class B license, what commercial license to drive it. And I said, okay, well, um, procurement didn't tell me anything beforehand. Enterprise let me rent this vehicle. And clearly they saw I did not have the right license. So I'm just kind of confused by that. I'm like, do you need a special license or not? Thank God I drove the 15 passenger van. Nobody died, (laughs) but I was confused during that time because I'm like, um, you let me, two people let me rent it Mm -hmm. and no one said anything. Well, that's because, you know, um, Susan was at her desk engaged in something other than work just passed by the paperwork (laughs) and then when she actually had to look at it she's like oops (laughs) not my fault not my fault so so I'm I'm happy that you were successful in driving the multi-passenger van (laughs) (laughs) thank you well for another thing for boo-boos because I I want you to learn from what I've learned and what from Cam has learned but because you know what Cam brings up is confusing because in California at least uh, if you're going to dr- rent a commercial van, like a passenger van, uh, mm-hmm. not a commercial, because they call it a passenger van. If you rent it from Enterprise or anybody who has one, as long as you use it for recreational purposes, like taking the family out like I did, mm-hmm. then you can use your Class C license to drive it. Okay. I'm glad you know the rule. <laughs> no, it, it was really confusing. I actually, it was so confusing online. I tried to go to Enterprise themselves to clarify it for me, and they did. You know, this is even before I picked, I even uh, rented the van online, which I never got. <laughs> so, but then if you are going to use it for the purposes of what you did in terms of if using it for an organization or a church group or anything like that, then you have to have a class B license. I, I think it's maybe for legal reasons so that, you know, you a business can't sue them and say, hey, we got hurt or whatever. Yeah. But it's just ridiculous that, there's such a little distinction between who uh, either commercially using it or recreationally using it, but you need two different licenses to do that. And this information was not posted on, at Enterprise. I mean, I, I didn't ask them, but nor did they ask me. Well, that, if they want their money at the end of the day. They're like, hey, out of sight, out of mind. We didn't know. We didn't know she was going to do that. Oh, Lord. Yeah, oh. It, it was confused. Like, I struggled with that whole situation. Um, but anyway, Black Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So did you do a lot of shopping? Got a lot of Christmas gifts? I did not for other people. (laughs) What? Well, because you know. Better to give than to receive. I know, but you know, when you see these deals, you're like, that works for me. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I'll I'll buy people stuff later. (laughs) But no, Cabazon was a little too crazy. And Cabazon, it's a uh, uh, outlet mall, a, a premium outlet mall in the desert here in Southern California. Right and, next to Casino Morongo. Mm-hmm. And uh, not too far from Palm Springs mm-hmm. to put that into, you know, uh, 
what is that? The, context. The lo- thank you. The location into context for people. But, um, you know, I knew the parking would be crazy out there, but it was really crazy. We had to park on the side little dirt road. Oh. And there, yeah, it was just, everything was already taken by the time, which I knew because, but I was not wanting to get there before 6 a.m. when they opened. So we got there around 11. And Sounds like you needed that 12 passenger van since you had to park well, off no, road. That's the thing. I'm so glad I didn't have to take that van that day to Cabazon because only a few members wanted to go in the family and they were, it was enough for my car to fit them in. So that was easier because imagine me trying to find parking for a 12 passenger van. Oh my gosh. I'm thinking about your vehicle though and dirt and off-road. I don't know. No, it wasn't comfortable. Too, I, I say dirt, but it was like the shoulder, like it was the main road. And then there's like this tiny little patch of dirt. I had to kind of park off to the side. Into okay. It. So yeah. Um, but once you go in there, it's a swarm of people everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, and so the draw for that outlet mall is there a lot of high-end designer stores there alexander mcqueen prada gucci and you you had to it was like disneyland where you have to get on a line for a ride people wear long lines just to get into the store to buy stuff so you're getting in line so you can spend money yeah (laughs) well and see i saw on the news that a lot of people did online shopping and there wasn't like a really big turnout physically in stores Uh but i guess in maybe in particular areas because it sounds like Capazon was really crowded. Yeah, you could not move there. Yeah. Uh, and, and plus, you know, because those labels draw, especially a lot of, I don't know how to put it, like ethnic peoples, uh, Asians, and a lot of Black folk were there because, you know, they wanted their designer labels too. And so, I don't know, I think everybody congregated to this place where basically every high-end label was there and you just want to buy what you can for even though because you know we had to put into context the sales too because people are spending maybe three hundred dollars on a purse or mm-hmm. or you know 189 dollars on a shirt but normally those things are a thousand and eight hundred dollars so yeah. they're like so w- what the value is to you or what the sale means is you know different for each person but that's a great deal if you're doing those high-end labels so it sounds like the sales were pretty good. It was worth it then. It was there worth were, fighting yeah, like, the crowds and worth waiting in line for. Certain stores were more so than others because like uh, my Korean relatives went to, I don't like necessarily like the store, but they went to Michael Kors and the entire store pretty much was 30% off. Mm-hmm. And then, and so there were a lot of nice bags that were reduced quite a bit. And then the Kate Spade store also did a similar sp- sale and um, they ended up getting a, a lot of nice Kate Spade stuff. And then we wanted to go to some of the higher end stores, but we couldn't because the lines were just way too long. And you're like, I am not spending two hours in this line. Like, can I get a fast pass? (laughs) I said, well, for me, I said, let me check out the van store. What the, what the line looks like. But again, the line was way too long. The sale was good for the black Friday and the weekend, but Mm -hmm. I had hit up the sale the night before online for vans and it was the same exact sale. Well, and that's what I heard that a lot of online sales, which started that Monday before mm-hmm. the Friday that a lot of the online sales were just as good as being there physically. But I think for some people, it's just like a tradition, right? Yeah. To mm-hmm. be out on Black Friday, out and about. I mean, I didn't hear of anybody getting trampled or getting beat up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good thing because what pre-pandemic, that was a thing. Like you knew someone got beat for like a TV, which is very sad. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's America for you. <laughs> The other thing that worried me during this whole trip was, please don't let me get sick. And I'm not talking about just COVID, but you know, it's flu season and there's weird little viruses going around. RSVP. Yes. <laughs> RSVP. <laughs> not necessarily. I know what you mean. <laughs> shout out to, shout out to Farai. <laughs> I, there is, it is like RVP, is it what it's called? It's RSV. RSV. Okay. Yeah. RSV. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, your friend be saying RSVP. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, and so all I kept thinking at Capazon was like, oh my gosh, there's so many people. I'm trying to keep my distance, but it's hard because it's a, a mass and swarm of humanity there. So um, Yeah, and everyone's level of hygiene and it's different, you yeah. know? So did, were you at least proactive and had your mask on, boo? I, yeah, I did. And, um, you know, 
even though it's not necessarily super effective amongst a crowd like that, um, it still helped me feel safe. Feels like you're keeping your, yourself safe. And wow. I, I didn't end up getting sick at all. So, and not, not just at Cabazon, but when I was in Vegas and San Francisco, mm-hmm. you know. Because usually least, that's, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, at least I was able to keep my distance from people in those areas, but Cabazon was a whole nother matter. So. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, usually that's when you develop a, a virus or sickness or something when you're traveling like that when you're on the road and different weather and at different places usually that's when I know for me that's when my body tends to break down a little bit so I'm always extra vigilant and cautious when I'm traveling taking my echinacea and my gummy vitamins and washing my hands and drinking medicine balls from Starbucks so but I'm happy that you survive you're a warrior Thank you, boo. (laughs) Well, I did a little bit of Black Friday shopping myself, but mine was online. I was not going to brave those stores or brave people. (laughs) So what I did was um, Victoria's Secret online. And I know that I mentioned a couple episodes ago that I studied Victoria's Secret coupon codes. Yes, you did. (laughs) To get like the, the most money off and get the largest discount. So Victoria's Secret, they had like, gift sets two for 12 they have their rollerball perfumes which I love especially as stocking stuffers so I stacked two codes which I kind of have a bone to pick with Victoria's Secret because before (laughs) you could stack three codes my boo-boos out there who have ordered online from Victoria's Secret know it used to be three codes now it's only two and so I was able to stack two codes to save $125 and free shipping and I got a $25 reward card on my next purchase of $75 or more. So I was pretty happy with what I got. Um, I got a bunch of gift sets with like the lotion and the body sprays to give out to people, people at work and things like that. And then um, are you doing Secret Santa in your department, Boo? Uh, we actually are. My my <laughs> students, um, well, not just my students, but our our team of student support offices are going to do that with our students and staff. So I got my secret Santa. Oh, I'm sorry, boo. I forgot. You said secret Santa. We're doing the white elephant. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I hope you get a good gift. I don't know. Sometimes those white elephant exchanges are hit or miss. Well, you have to go into that making the rules clear with everyone. Is it a funny one or is it a serious one? Because it's not good when you don't tell people and somebody gets like a nice bath set, set and then another person gets like um, straws. You're you know? like, oh, thanks. <laughs> like, are they staying with still straws at least? I don't know. <laughs> I'm saving these turtles, y'all. I'm saving these turtles. <laughs> well, the secret Santa that I picked in my department, uh-huh. it's the person that I like the least. If you know who that is, boo. I, I was going to say, I know. I know who it is. And I said, I see you, Lord. I see you. I said, because you are trying, and I appreciate it. Humble yourself, and you are going to love on this person, and you're going to get them a nice gift. And I did. I, I, I thought of them in my Victoria's Secret haul. But it's just so funny when I reached my hand into the bucket, and pulled out that little slip of paper and I looked I said for real you know boo I hope that they did not get your name because they won't they will not be as gracious as you have been you know and I don't care I really don't because I am not going to live my life knowing that I'm purposely like trying to be negative against the person you know me yeah yeah Yeah, so I and and if it's something that I don't care for I just give it away or throw it in the trash. <laughs> no, I know, but I just want my boo to get a nice gift from oh. somebody who actually had good intentions. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was super funny. And well, I, I, I have to tell a story about that. Too. I'm sorry, boo, go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying, and I followed what this person liked. So they said that they liked vanilla scents and Christmas <laughs> scents and things like that. So I think they're going to be pleased with their gift. Now, when we actually exchange gifts, it's going to be interesting because we're foregoing a party because COVID numbers are starting to rise, people getting sick, things like that. Mm -hmm. So just sometime during next week, we're going to put the gifts on the person's desk, even if they're there or not, right? So more than likely, this person is going to be in their office because they're usually always in their office. Uh So I know it's going to be awkward when I knock on the door. (laughs) 
to hand them their gifts and be like, I'm your secret Santa. <laughs> so I'll have to let you know how that interaction goes. Yeah, please yeah. do. Yeah, so, but um, yeah. So like I said, I got a bunch of gift sets, a bunch of rollerball sets. I did get some stuff for myself, but I did think of others too. But that's the only Black Friday shopping that I did. Okay. It was a Victoria's Secret online. Well, I, I wanted to quickly touch upon the subject of the white elephant because there was a tragedy that happened years ago at a, at a staff party. From, oh, no. You know, dun, um, dun, dun. <laughs> tragedy. So, well, in the sense that we, you know, there's a lot of people involved in the party and the gift exchange. And the white elephant, for those of you who aren't as familiar with it, everybody brings a gift. And there might be rules like it's under $10, $20, or it's a gag gift thing or whatever. And so then, you know, you, everyone draws numbers and mm -hmm. if there's 50 people, you draw 50 numbers and there's an order to, that's the order that you pick based on the number you receive. And the first person will start and, and then the second person will go up and pick a gift out of the pile. And if they don't like the um, gift that they received, mm -hmm. they can trade it with anybody who previously opened a gift. Mm -hmm. So, but then in our rules and, and a lot of rules, a gift can only pass three times before it's locked down and no one else can take it. So then you're sitting there praying that no one takes your gift if you like it. Yes. Well, okay. And that always confuses me because there's always some type of, well, has it been three times or it hasn't <laughs> been two? Oh, wait, no. You know what I mean? There's always a yeah. discrepancy with how many times it's stolen. Well, the funny it's thing is the ones that people love the most, everybody knows how many times it's been switched. <laughs> <laughs> like three times is mine uh-huh exactly <laughs> they keep their eye on that but you know so I went up to go pick the gift that I was gonna get and I opened the bag that I received it felt really light and there was a note and I read the note and they said congratulations you got this empty bag and I I thought oh they're joking so I, I was looking to see if there's like a gift card in there and there really wasn't it was just an empty bag uh, you know, I would have, I mean, I know we're going to act accordingly, but that's not right. And because I could choose a gift from someone else, I did not want to do that to someone. So I kept the empty bag mm. and, you know, and people who know me, I wasn't hurt by it. I was just really upset that, that, that someone would do such a thing to anybody else who would have gotten the bag. Exactly. Because people who know me came up to me and said, you know, how classy that was. But at the same time, they knew that if anyone could get, should get that bag, they were glad it was me because they knew I wouldn't have a reaction <laughs> in terms of like being upset about it. Mm -hmm. Or because, you know, you could easily see, see some of our colleagues crying about it. You know? Yeah. Because that's really messed up. It is. And then I found out who did it. And I found out that they had planned to do that gag a year ago the, uh, for a previous uh, white elephant the year before, but uh -huh. people convinced them not to do that because it's messed up. <laughs> and then they ended up doing it the following year anyway, even though they already told her, or oh, I said her, but her not to do it. And she, and, they and still she, did it. She did it anyway, you know, and it was just like, that was, that. so I used to talk to this person occasionally, but I stopped talking to them because- <laughs> It just to know that you're such a malicious person, even though you think it's funny. It's yeah. Why do you not think of the other side of the coin? How do you feel if you got this empty bag? You know what I mean? It's very so, weird. And I'm pretty sure that whoever done that, they walked away with a nice gift. Well, no, see, that's I was just gonna follow up with that. <laughs> they got what was coming to them because they picked a really nice gift. It was a beautiful Wonder Woman stationery set and had a lot of nice pieces in it. Mm -hmm. And the first person who picked is also the person who gets to take any gift they want at the end and they ended up taking that from her at the very end i was like that's what you get instant karma <laughs> instant karma so so then what did they end up with they had to go take something else they took whatever the first person had mm. at that point i forgot yeah. what it was but it was near not nearly as good as what she originally she thought had. she was gonna so. get <laughs> well anyway. and i always like to think it's better to give than to receive you know mm -hmm. so we're we're blessed boo we got stuff and we yeah. know because we are good people that stuff is going to come to like what is for me it will be for me what's for yeah. you will be for you so. that's what i said i said i'm glad i'm the one who got this empty bag full of air 
<laughs> so, because I know a lot of our other coworkers could not take that. So. Yeah. So, well, we're talking about like Black Friday and shopping, but we didn't even talk about what did you eat on Thanksgiving? Oh, you know, we, we, had, we thick, oh, double, double I, thick. <laughs> like what was on your menu? <laughs> you know, I just felt full all day, even though I didn't think I ate that much, but we had, you know, we try to keep some of the traditional items because, you know, I am uh, Korean and, and Guamanian. And so we have mixtures of American traditional Thanksgiving. So we had a turkey, but because we had our large family there, it was a 30 pound turkey. Mm-hmm. Big um, bird, big bird. Then we had mashed potatoes and stuffing and mac and cheese and all that stuff. But we also had the centerpiece was our big old pot full of um, seafood, crab, mussels, shrimp, all in coconut oil, uh, coconut milk. Crab uh, boil. Yeah, basically. Asian like style, Korean boil. style. <laughs> well, this would, this would be an island style because it's coconut milk. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's utterly delicious. That sounds delicious. And, now, um, is the coconut milk um, seasoned with any particular spice or is it just straight coconut milk? No, the, the coconut milk is used as the base of the broth. Uh-huh. But then my my family seasons it with uh, God knows what I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I'm getting like a sweet savory thing. So that's it's what not, it's sounding it's not like. Sweet, it's mostly savory. Mm-hmm. So. But the sweetness comes from the the luscious sweetness of the crab. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Hannibal Lecter. Over well, I saw the picture. The picture did look good, though. I did see the, your picture of the the seeds. That that caught my eye. I was like, mm-hmm, that was delicious. <laughs> And then we had egg rolls and, um, and now I'm trying to remember everything that we had, but there's a bunch of things and a lot of Korean sides, um, vegetable sides that I enjoy. Um, we had um, squid, hot, hot squid, which is yummy to me. Um, and yeah, there's a lot, a lot of variety. And that's why, you know, it's like when people, our colleagues see my Thanksgiving spread compared to their traditional one, they're like, oh my gosh, yours looks amazing. And, you know, but I'm so used to it. Yeah. You're like, this is normal for me. Like if I didn't have this for Thanksgiving, I'd be like, what's happening? <laughs> oh, and it's a funny thing that you say that because my cousin who, who came over and she, we usually spend Thanksgiving in, or with her and she comes to ours or whatever. She had crab and she loves, loves crab. And she's like, Thanksgiving isn't complete without crab. <laughs> <laughs> so for my menu at my parents' house, so I know turkey, you make good. I mean, I always do. <laughs> uh, no, turkey, yeah. Turkey, honey baked ham, dressing, not stuffing, dressing. There's a difference. <laughs> there is a difference. Um, baked macaroni and cheese. Uh-huh. Shout out to my brother-in-law who made the macaroni and cheese. It was really good. Uh, mashed potatoes, yams, collard greens, mixed vegetables, cranberry sauce, rolls. And then we had our dessert table with brownies, pound cake, chocolate chip cookies, sweet potato pie, not pumpkin. <laughs> it's a debate in some black households. So. I can see that. And, and you know what? I, I just gained 10 pounds listening to you. Well, and, and banana bread. My okay, family, uh, 12 they, pounds. Now. <laughs> my family, they love my banana bread and uh-huh. my brownies. And banana bread to me is more like a, I mean, I eat it for breakfast, but they just like it year round. So yeah, I, I usually make it for the holidays and for our boo-boos out there. So um, if you don't know what pound cake is, you know what pound cake is? Boo? I do, boo. I love pound cake. <laughs> so I wanted to give a brief history of pound cake. Please do. So true pound cake is a recipe that dates back to the 1700s. Mm-hmm. It gets the name of pound cake because of how it's made. Originally, the recipe called for one pound of one pound of each so a pound of flour a pound of sugar which is a lot of sugar a pound of butter boo (laughs) and then egg pound of eggs which i'm like oh my god like you look at pound cake and you don't think it's fattening but if you're using like a pound of each of of those things well i mean but it kind of shows at the end because they're pound cake is kind of dense so, yeah yeah so i'm like oh it's delicious and, but it tastes good <laughs> well and then when i was reading the history of it rest in peace sister chestnut i she she went to my church and she uh-huh. made like her pound cake was like world famous <laughs> and we would ask her to make it all the time and she must have did something else to her pound cake because it was so delicious 
And so before she passed on, she actually wrote down the recipe uh-huh. for my older sister. But I don't know, something about Sister Chestnut's pound cake. So every time I oh. eat pound cake, I, I like think of Sister Chestnut. But yeah, I just thought that that was cool because I never knew that's why it was called pound cake. You just grow up and you're like, yeah, I want some pound cake. <laughs> and you don't know why it's called pound cake. <laughs> well, I, I, I wanted to touch upon that the topic you talked about, the little debate between pumpkin pie and sweet potato pie. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, Patty's pie. My dad prefers sweet potato pie too, especially he loves himself some Mommy Helen's sweet potato pie. <laughs> Mommy Helen's is good. And okay. so, yeah, and those of you in the know, you'll know that a lot of basketball players like Shaq and Kobe, they made uh, Mommy Helen's pretty famous for her sweet potato pie. And and it's here in our, near where we live mm-hmm. in the Inland Empire. And so I usually get it from my father for Thanksgiving, but it was, you know, we were on travel the whole time. I did not have time to reserve it or stand in line for pie. <laughs> You're like, so. I was too busy on the road. Northern <laughs> California, Southern California. So. But yeah, but for me, sweet potato pie is too sweet for me in general. And mm-hmm. that's why I prefer pumpkin pie. It's more milder for me in mm-hmm. terms of sweetness. Um, but yeah, my, my dad likes that sugar. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. When I read one pound of sugar, I was like, dang, that's a lot of sugar. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you taste pound cake, it's not sweet. It's very, it's like subtle, subtly sweet. No, I I know. I I think if you, I mean, if you don't want to make pound cake on your own, the quick fix is to buy Sarah Lee's pound cake at the grocery store, but it's not going to be the same. It's not the same. I'm sorry, Sarah Lee. (laughs) The name will tell you it's not going to be the same. (laughs) (laughs) well and one last thing boo i just want to say tell you thank you because a couple days ago that unfortunate incident on campus that i mentioned earlier at the top of the the podcast so you were helping to keep me sane (laughs) because i was i was in my office a little a little scared and far boo was out there okay so our place of employment where we work, the campus that we work at, had an incident. Now, we there's a rumor of what the incident was, but because we weren't really sure, I put myself like on my own lockdown, right? So, <laughs> Which is smart. Yeah. I like closed my blinds. I turned off my lights. I turned off my computer music. And so I'm like texting my boo, like, uh, do you know what's happening? What's going on? And we're texting back and forth, but I can just, I appreciate that I have people that I can reach out to and we can kind of help each other mm-hmm. because y'all, these jobs don't care about us. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing y'all, because our campus authorities sent out an email that was very vague, very vague. Said, There's an incident on campus in an undisclosed building. They wouldn't even tell us where. And so you're like, is it my building? I know. And they didn't tell us what the incident was. And come to find out the rumor is, I don't want to scare people, but the rumor was that there was an active shooter on our campus and the building was our library. Mm. And Cam's office is next to the library. So, and I think Cam, did you hear that you were next to it? So when I turned off my computer my music everything else like my whole building it went silent like I think that was everyone's thought at that point and because it was so silent in the building you heard helicopters and you heard sirens and so in our minds we're thinking the worst but because campus authorities they're not really providing information you're just kind of SOL at that point and the only reason why that I was really affected by it is because the night before I had a nightmare that there was a shooting on campus. And so it just kind of freaked me out a little bit. And I did text you, Boo, and, and tell yeah. you that. I was like, I had a nightmare last what night. Kind of, what it, kind of timing is that, though? You know what I mean? Yeah. So even with that prophetic warning, I'd be even more heightened. <laughs> so, but thank God we are all okay. We're here to tell our story, to testify. <laughs> Well, what Boo was cracking me up about how she was trying to keep her humor during the situation. She said, I need to sue the university for this stress. It's stress. I mean, come on. Now. It's an Ill- it could be a stress-related illness. Well, you know, the, what bothered me too was how vague the university was in telling us. And while you were stressed out in your office, we're ha- I'm having a staff meeting. We're acting like everything's normal. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And students are walking around campus. So if there's a threat of a potential active shooter, why aren't you warning people? I know you might cause havoc, but you're letting them walk around and being picked off by a potential shooter. You it know? doesn't <laughs> so. make much sense. Not only that, but I never received the the original notification. It was I heard my colleague yeah, who forwarded it to me. Yeah. And so that's that's kind of is alarming as well because it's like even if they are trying to get information out not everyone receives it so i'm just happy to have a network of folks i can text and because i even i even sent you that that uh gif that was this too this is too uh -huh, much or whatever uh -huh. t-e-w too much <laughs> too much but then when i finally did decide to leave my office i go outside and people are just walking around like normal so I'm like, I guess the threat wasn't credible. I don't know. Yeah. But it's just, it's very scary to well, think like that could potentially happen. Yeah, it could happen anywhere. And actually, you know, uh, what was it like a, a couple of years ago, it happened next to our university at that elementary school. Yeah, actually, um, I believe today, the day that we're recording is the anniversary. So rest in oh, peace wow. to those who, who yeah. lost their lives. So I can remember because I was working in your building, boo, when we were on lockdown. So it, it was horrible. So. Well, I am so happy that we finally got well, to, hmm, go ahead. I was like, yeah, well, that we survived potential shooters. We survived the holidays so far, Thanksgiving holiday, yes. Black Friday. We're survivors for you, sure. You survived the 12 passenger van driving the, the commercial vehicle. You survive orbits trying to rip you off. We're just going to speak into existence that they're going to refund you. Uh huh. This is where we play Gloria Gaynor now. I will survive. <laughs> oh, any last minute announcements and things you want to say before we get out of here, Boo? No, I think the boos, the boo boos, have had enough of us recanting our last two weeks. Our crazy lives. <laughs> Oh, well, we appreciate you, boo-boos, as always. And hit us up on our Instagram if you'd like At to connect with us. Podcast. Yes. And also you can email us, bougieboozepodcast at gmail.com. Until then, be bougie. And remember, you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie. Bye. Bye.